airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Um, Happy New Year to Mm -hmm. our listeners, our first show in uh, 2021. Wow. And um, man, Man. that's wonderful. That's great. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) Me, George Jetson. (laughs) 2021, it just sounds sort of like like a year that I would just say for me, seemed like something that a show should be made about, you know, or a cartoon, (laughs) if you will. I don't know. Anyway, but we are here nevertheless, uh, 2021. And um, I I like New Year's um, just because it seems like a new notebook. I don't know if we have many writers who listen, um, but I like fresh sheets of paper. Uh A little bit of a stickler about it. I don't like. (laughs) Anyways, I just like because I like to write. Yeah. And so I like everything to be fresh. And so, you know, New well, Year is kind go. of a fresh sheet of paper. I got I a new like... calendar today, you know, that I stick on my, my wall in the office. It's fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing isn't that great? It. Clean you know, lines. I need, I need to put some stuff on you it. You better know? put some stuff on yeah, that. I got a lot of um, stuff to put on it. Don't scratch out. Try to be perfect. Um, don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess up because you got to look at that for the whole Man. month, you know, yeah. whenever you mess up on your calendar. <laughs> Anyways, um, happy new year to our listeners. I'm Miki. Yes, and I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Happy New Year to Sherry B as well. We'll open the phone lines up um, at the end of the show. Get your take on some of what we're going to talk about today. Today, I'm just sort of asking the question, um, where might we go? And when Mm. I say we, you know, we've done a show on this where we say who's the we and the us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Often I will give a distinction to let you know which particular we I'm talking about at the time. Because I understand that we operate in various capacities where we have different we's to which we're referring um, more often than not, when you hear Will the Great and I uh, say we, we're talking about the body of Christ. Amen. We're talking about the church. That's, that is our greatest we affiliation, if you will. Yes. It's the greatest yes. and the highest. It's, it's the affiliation of which I am most proud. Mm-hmm. It's the affiliation that gets to come from this life to the mm-hmm. next with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to be found in Jesus Christ. It is my greatest and highest identity. I am a Christian and a member of the body of Christ before Amen. I'm anything else. In fact, everything else that I do and every other way that I live emanates from that fact Yeah, that I am now hidden in Christ Jesus. This life that I'm living, I'm living in him. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, this is a profound thing. I don't know why we make so little of it. Right. We shouldn't. Right. We shouldn't. We shouldn't Right, Well, I mean. And I tell oh, you, the yeah. more that, um, you know, just walking with the Lord and things are happening and I'm able and I'm growing yeah. in him, all other labels or anything else I could be, you know, tagged with uh, mm-hmm. fall into the wayside. It's just kind of fading Amen. to the background like that. It matters you know, less, doesn't it? It matters a lot less. You're you like, eh, you know, I yeah. mean, all the things that you you once thought as we grow in Christ. And, and I will say this because uh, you and I had this conversation with J.D. several weeks ago where he was kind of perplexed. He was thinking about and I'll, I'll use quotes here because it's the way that we refer to God. And um, as J.D. is developing and growing in his understanding of the Lord, 
um, I understood why he was referring to God this way, but he was the God of the Old Testament, quote unquote, the God of the New Testament, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Um, he is the Lord, our God. He does not change. Amen. Uh, but he was kind of, remember, he was kind of confused. He was talking about like, well, why would people like die instantly? Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, you just have grace and, you know, you can right. be forgiven and all that. And, it, you know, he says, um, he said, it seemed like God was a lot more strict, you know, in the Old Testament. He would just like, boom, you know, like you're right. dead. And then in the New Testament, it's like, oh, you can just have grace. And one of the things we said to him is because you do not yet understand the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that you would make that statement Mm. or that you would ask that question. And so it's our job. So we begin to try to explain to him the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It is not that the sin is less offensive. Mm. It is not that our rebellion (laughs) is less abhorrent. That's right. It should also actually show us how great the sacrifice of Jesus Christ actually was. Yeah. That it secured for us the opportunity to even be eternally raptured, saved, mm-hmm. all right, not having to pay the penalty for our sin. But in real time, man, you're, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not <laughs> struck on sight. Like just, <laughs> right. you know, right. I mean, no, man, God's right. amazing grace. And I expect that as he grows and continues reading the word, um, that his understanding of that will grow. Amen. He started a new... Um, a new read through the Bible in a year app mm-hmm. um, through the Bible, through the, the Bible app, I guess is what it is. The gospel. Um, wasn't it the, the, the Bible, he Bible project the, or something? Like yeah. That? Yeah. Bible is right? project is facilitating okay. the reading, but yeah. he's basically just reading starting in Genesis. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, through the Bible app, yes. the app that everyone has on the phone, the, the Bible logo. The, thing. the U version. Thank yes. you. Thank yes. you so much. Um, anyway, and he's really excited about it. Uh, it's something that he wanted to do. Um, a few years ago, we were actually one day listening to Brian Fisher. You know how Brian Fisher has this program where you can read through the Bible in three years. Mm-hmm. So every three years you reread through the Bible. And we heard about this a while back and um, kind of piqued JD's interest. And he thought, you know, I might like to do that. And then time kind of goes on, goes on. And um, he's come back to it. And he goes, you know, I think this year I want to read the Bible through um, beginning to end. And, uh, and, and he goes, can you help me do that? Mm-hmm. And so because he wants to do it all in one year, you know, doing Brian's program wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily work for him because it's every three years, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. He's off to a good start. He's excited about it. And that's always a good thing. You know, yes. I'm, I'm, um, I'll just tell you, I'm bracing myself for the questions. <laughs> Cause there will be questions. <laughs> there will. Yes, like, there will I'm, be. I'm bracing myself for the questions. Um, but I trust the Lord. And as the Lord has already reminded me, I can trust him with his word, right? Amen. I can trust him. So Amen. even though there are things that are going to be hard for him to understand, he's going to have some questions. There are going to be some things that don't make sense. Mm. There are going to be some things that are offensive to him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what you could say is that JD and I are reading through the Bible. In hey, yes. I'll be <laughs> yes. And you too, Will the yes. Great. You'll be, yes. you'll be on the receiving. This is good. We want, yeah, we good. want that. I mean, you know, it could be, it can seem uh, like, wow, I wonder what, will be asked but at the same time i think we want that we want you know uh, uh, a growth to take place in mm-hmm. the and to be thinking about what being read and not just reading it because that's the thing that you can um get into it just like with these type of things just reading it just to read yeah. it but yeah. if you know something should stick out something yeah. should stop you and you should that's say exactly hmm, what right. does this mean yep you know and that's that's good you are so right about it and i'll tell you um to that end i've been asking him so tell me, what is it that you're gleaning? Tell me, what is it that you're learning? What is what stands out so that it's not just because he's a little bit academic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little bit scholastic, if you will. Like yeah, he, he, is. he will just execute and just he will read. He will absorb. 
but sometimes it can be absorption just for absorption's sake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it could just be like we we got him this book, the five thousand facts. Oh. oh my goodness. <laughs> man. And he, Anyways, he's like devouring that book. It's, it's his like, favorite thing it's like, right man, now. Did you know? It's, did you know? The book is big did you know? and it's filled with <laughs> five thousand fun facts for kids. It's it's National Geographic. Yeah. And um man. So anyway, he got it in Florida. So for a six-hour car ride. <clears throat> did you know? Did you know? Did hey, you guys, know? did you know? Guys, oh, my listen goodness, guys, turn the radio down. Listen to this. And so it's like, dude, everybody just kind of wants to just, you know, you're on return home mode. You know what? You know, that's always <laughs> you're kind of like, you know, just anyways. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's not at all what I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, here's what I want to talk about. The question is, where might we go? And the we being the church, right? Where might we go in the United States of America? What are the things that we ought to be watching for um, in 2021 and beyond, right? Mm. And then my follow-up question is, uh, do we have a line? Does the church of the Lord Jesus Christ have a line that is already in the sand um, that though it may look differently in our lives, like we may, you know, sort of respond to situations differently. The Holy Spirit will lead us. Mm-hmm. Is there sort of a line um, for every believer where we just are like, you know, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, I think that there are many lines that are laid out in scripture. And I, I don't think that's so much. Well, some of it we do get tripped up on. We call it false doctrine. So even though there are lines, there are people who go beyond <laughs> the lines. Right. Yes. Um, but All the but. Time. But I think what's more difficult is when the lines are not clearly written um, and we sort of are left to kind of like, man, you know, that is not necessarily sinful. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I continue on down this or along this trajectory, Mm -hmm. it could be bad for me. Right. Those are the things that we have the biggest questions about. In fact, and and I was talking with some sisters yesterday at our our, uh, local assembly. Those are the things that make us most uncomfortable as Christians, because right. we'd be more comfortable if the Lord just told us, do this, don't do that. Don't mm. do this, do mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're like, it, it takes, it takes the relationship to a certain extent out of it. Mm-hmm. We're just told what to do. But as you grow in your relationship with the Lord, you realize that the freedom is not just a blank check to do whatever you want. Right. right. But it actually produces greater relationship because you're like, Lord, lead me. Amen. Lord, what is it that, you know, how do I respond? It, w- it would have been easier for Paul to say or to write to the Corinthians, yeah, no, don't eat the meat, sacrifice to idols. Mm-hmm. Like, because then everybody's like, ah, don't eat the meat. And you right. can write it in your nice, clean notebook, right? right. <laughs> but Paul actually sets up this scenario. He's like, okay, are gods any gods? Like, we know that, the, you know, and then he goes through and he's like, if you, if you have the liberty to eat the meat, then eat the meat. But if someone walks up to you and says, hey, you're eating meat, sacrifice to idols, then stop eating the meat. Mm-hmm. And all the people are like, whoa, what? Right. And then the people who decide they can't eat the meat, they're turning to the other people and they're like, you don't eat the meat. (laughs) Right. And then the people who can eat the meat are like turning to the other people and they're like, you should eat the meat. Mm. But what what is lost in all of this is that the Lord is giving us the opportunity to build relationship with him. Mm. Right. Where we are walking with him and we are hearing from him on Mm -hmm. a daily and ongoing basis. And so anyway, I was looking at a few articles. In fact, there's one in particular that I carried over way from last year. (laughs) that's the only one one i I know okay um so i was looking at one article in particular that i didn't want to just kind of let cycle off of um my desktop actually literally speaking i didn't want to let it cycle off my desktop because i think that it kind of tells us in america a little bit about where forces of evil 
um, endeavor to take Christians and endeavor to put the squeeze on us. And I was reading this article and I thought, whoa, this is almost like a foreshadowing of where schools Mm-hmm. Um, remember, we talked about gov- government education. Yeah. Remember, we talked about the Yahoo article. Yeah. Um, why, wh- why did our kids stop believing in God, I believe was the title of it. And we kind of unpacked that. We, we looked at the connection based on another study or report that connected um, government funding of education to a decline in religiosity. Mm-hmm. So in other words, kids are losing their faith, <laughs> walking away from the faith when there is greater influence of government on their education. It's not that they're being educated. It's the type of education that they are receiving, which I think cannot be stressed enough. Right. So anyway, here is this article. This is from December. And um, I thought this was really interesting. And of course we put all of the articles, the links in the uh, show notes when Mm -hmm. you go to get the podcast. So you can do that and read it for yourself. I'll read a little bit more of it. um, Having heard from you, (laughs) sometimes that's enjoyable to hear a little bit of the article, but I tried to imagine, um, you know, where we might go in the United States of America if if these things were to happen to us as the church and the us being the body of Christ, you know, what might we do? So so and, here is the article. Oh, and I would say the amazing thing about this before you begin to read it, because as I was reading, I was like, I had a, a temptation to be like, man, it could never be like this <laughs> here. huh? Yeah. But then you think about where we are now. Mm-hmm. And there are many people that said, oh, we will never get here. Right. And so this is just exactly. an eye-opening type thing, especially That's when you exactly consider right. who is really gaining steam, yep. even politically, you know, yep. speaking. So go yep. ahead. We The ball is rolling. I'm so yes. glad you pointed that out because as you read this, it reads like, oh, man, those poor, poor people over there. Right. Those poor Christians over there. But exactly as you say, if you think about where we have fallen mm-hmm. or from where we have fallen, yeah. um, then you think, I, that's kind of, this is the direction of the ball yeah. mm-hmm. having, you know, been unlodged or dislodged is rolling down the hill. This is, this is the direction <laughs> that it's going. Yep. Right. Um, but here's the headline. We come back, we'll spend the second segment unpacking this article and then take your calls in the third segment. But the headline, the title of the article, China's communist party orders teachers to establish Marxist religious views <laughs> and promote atheism. Mm-hmm. Immediately when you read that, you're like, oh, man, our poor brothers and sisters in China. (laughs) But when you get into the article and start kind of like, you know, letting your feet walk through the thick of it, you realize that slowly these are some of the things in a way Mm -hmm. that are already happening in our schools where there is government influence over education, government funding. And influence is a nice soft word. It's really the word is control. Yeah. All right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. America, America, God shed His grace on thee. We've come too far, we've been through too much. Why would we ever leave? Sometimes we say, Um, We said nothing or sometimes we say nobody did anything and we don't really mean that. Like we just mean that collectively it seems that the outcry was not as great as it should have been. Mm. And why am I saying that? Because I'm going to say I'm going to (laughs) say we said nothing. Okay, and I don't mean that we said nothing as Christians in America. I don't mean that because I, I actually don't think that's true. I think that there are many Christians 
who are decrying the types of like sinful and wicked activities that are happening all around us. I really do. I just think that the collective outcry is not as great as it should be. Right. And so to make that point, I might say we said nothing or we did nothing. I just want to put that out there because um, we have a couple of kids who, when there was a sweeping generalization made, (laughs) they don't like it. Right. right? They're like, but I don't do that. I'm like, well, I'm not talking to you. But when you say y'all, it sounds like you mean all of us, right? Like I don't leave my stuff just lying around. (laughs) Well, enough of you do it. Okay. That's not the topic of the show either. Let's get back to it. Welcome back. Aaron the Addisons, mm-hmm. American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was John Howard with a song for the nation. That's one of our faves. Yes. Um, Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll open the phone lines up in the next segment, so keep listening for that. This um, from the Christian Post uh, last month. Uh, China's Communist Party orders teachers to establish Marxist religious view and promote atheism. So, of course, that grabs um, my attention, and I want to read that. And as I look at that, I'm thinking about where we are in the United States of America, we being the church. Where Mm -hmm. are we? And um, how might some of the things that we see practiced um, in China uh, come to fruition in the United States of America? You know, are there things that we need to be saying, things that we need to be doing? Um, I will say based on our track record as it pertains to public education, government education, Mm -hmm. it seems that there would be much more that could happen than what we see right now happening in our schools. Mm. And watch this. We would say nothing. Mm. Now, I just already told you what that means. Right. right? Right. Okay. So we're all on the same page. So if you look, if you do just a comparison and you say, okay, so we removed Bible reading from school unless we take it as literature and just for our entertainment, right? But we can't say that it is the word of God, mm-hmm. right? We just look at the Bible as literature. Maybe you can take that class, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we say nothing. We say we can't pray in school and then and we say nothing, right? Um, teachers can't necessarily talk about their faith or share their faith, right? Now, students can do that, Um you know, big word, we proselytize. Students can do that. Uh, they can have a teacher sponsor, right? But teachers can't really um, do much in schools, right? Yeah. If the curricula, cha- curricula changes or um, actually curricula change, because curricula is plural. If the <laughs> curricula change, then um, the teachers have to go along with it. They, in many instances, cannot just refuse to teach it because these are agreed upon government standards, right, that yeah. te- uh, that students have to have to reach. And so everybody has to be subjected to that. Uh, so there what I'm the point that I'm making here is that there have been incremental changes over the last 100 years to our public education system that very little has been done to say. Let me say it this way. Very little has been done to effectively say we won't stand for that. Mm. Because what does it appear? Mm. It appears that no matter what we do in our public education system, you will still send your kids here. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're not you're not, you know, as and we say in New Orleans, you're not going to take them out. It's you know? incremental. It's, you know, yeah. it's over time. And so I think it gives a false impression that, oh, that's not that bad. Like, you know, yes, because, you know, it's not all at once. It's like, that's right. You know, and so I think as a feeling of, oh, you know, okay, all right. You know, just a little bit here and there, just a little bit here and there. And you say, oh, that's not so bad. Oh, that's not so bad. And, and, you know, we just kind of reason away. So here we go into the article. We go Uh, Chinese Communist Party officials have ordered primary school teachers to sign a form requiring them to teach a Marxist religious view strengthen atheism education and actively promote socialism according to a persecution watchdog group 
China Aid, a U.S.-based nonprofit that monitors religious persecution in China, reports that CCP officials recently distributed a teacher's promise. Uh, let me put this in quotes, okay? Um, a teacher's promise to not believe in any faith, end quote. Hmm. A teacher's promise to not believe in any faith, end quote. Um, this was the form that was released or distributed to teachers that they had no choice. They had to sign if they expect to continue teaching, right? It requires teachers uh, to sign this form. And this form includes directives under four quote unquote, publicly announced commitments, mm. publicly announced commitments. Teachers are required to firmly establish a Marxist religious view, strengthen atheism education and refrain from believing in any religion or participating in any religious activities. The, wow. the teachers have mm. to agree to this. Mm -hmm. Okay. The teachers have to agree to this. Teachers are also for, forbidden from teaching about religion, disseminating religious information or engaging in such activities. But, but they are required to actively promote socialism and new civilization. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Wow. Schools in China are government controlled and financed. And therefore those schools are communist in ideology. Now, this is something interesting in this article um, known as China's Jerusalem <laughs> due to its large Christian population. Zhejiang has seen an increase in religious persecution in recent years. It's been the target of a large scale cross removal, church closure and detention of pastors and church leaders initiative. Mm -hmm. We've talked about some of these things yeah. on this show. Yeah. In 2017, the, the CCP tightened restrictions on faith classes in Zhejiang province, warning against the religion's so-called Western ideas. Isn't it? It's so interesting. Western, idea. Western ideas. That's so funny to me. Oh, crazy. Anything coming back to you? Yeah. 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 I mean, because when I think of Christianity, that's what they're speaking of here. Uh-huh. Yeah. not a Western idea. Hello. <laughs> but how did it get tagged to be hello a, a western idea yeah mm. um i don't know satan and <laughs> wickedness <laughs> and <laughs> demonic interference Man, it's crazy um but it, it also reminds me of um of the black lives matter uh website you know that they ah, want to dismantle the, the western, western prescription for family That's it's right. amazing right like yeah. the you know everything the west is wrong yeah it's, yeah. it's bad. bad so bad yeah. right and which by the way that is being taught in our schools too true that is that type of, you know, hatred of self, if you will, is being taught 16, in 19. our schools. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Um, back to this article. Provincial government subsequently banned minors from attending any religious based activities or places of worship. In 2018, more than 300 Christian children in two high schools in the region were asked to fill out a form stating that they did not follow a religion. Mm hmm. Children wow. who did not comply were reportedly denied access to opportunities at school, such as being elected as class representatives or for uh, participating in special events. So it was like a academic social scoring system. Mm. They already have a social scoring system, generally speaking. Right. But this one, it's like an academic social scoring system, right? Like if you don't score high enough, if you are not, you know, atheist enough. OK. Right. You can't actively participate um, in your school and, and whatever activities they may have going on. It's really interesting to me because I think, you know, 
we we don't have these kinds of forms being distributed in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. But I do see us as very close to this in sort of um, unspoken commitment. Mm. You know, we right. commit to not talking about our faith. So we commit to sort of this unspoken, you know, functional, at least for these eight hours, functional atheism. Mm. God has no place here. And and we all agree he has no place. And, and we will acknowledge him when the three o'clock bell rings and on weekends. Mm. Right. And so and everybody kind of agrees to it. We don't sign a form. But everybody kind of agrees that, yeah, there's no place for God and we don't want to offend people. So we just make sure to keep him out of our schools. And, and, and what I'm suggesting is that if it's so easy for us to do that, when there is an actual mandate in place, as we have seen them repeatedly come down. Right. <laughs> um, then we don't push back because we all just sort of settle into, well, this is just how we school now. Mm. This is just what we do. And so, you know, I don't know. We had anyways, l- let me go back to the article and then, you know, all right. Yeah. In another region, a teacher suspected of sharing her faith with school children was charged with operating an illegal business <laughs> and sentenced to two years in prison. Wow. Bob Fu, Bob Fu, who we've interviewed mm-hmm. and I had the same trouble with the name. <laughs> Bob Fu, <laughs> president of China Aid, previously stressed that China has launched a war against children's faith. Huh. Now, isn't that interesting, especially in light of the article we read a couple weeks ago? Yeah. When government funding of education increases, religiosity decreases. So the greater control that the government has over what children are learning, the less room there is for, you know, Jesus. And mm. as the article said, and Moses, right? There's, <laughs> there's no place Man. here. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that China is already doing what I fear we are headed toward doing? Mm. China's China's already doing it, right? A war against children's faith. Why? Because we don't want to keep we don't want to keep waiting for religious people and people who express that God has a moral standard, that there is absolute truth. We don't want to keep waiting for these people to die out. We might be waiting forever. So while we wait for these people to die out, we want to indoctrinate their children because mm. we're trying to create the society that we want to live in. And how do we bottleneck this? How do we make it show, so that every kid certainly has to pass through this small passageway before they're out into the larger population where school becomes the only place that you can do that? Yeah. And it's and, and, and unfortunately, let me just say this and, and, you know, not to sound all doom and gloom, but just we have to, you know, face the facts. You have to look yeah. at it and say this really, truly is what it is. It's not just in elementary school. It's not just in high school. Right. But it's also in our institutions of higher learning, Oh, especially. <sighs> and then for those who would have <laughs> continuing education. Yeah. Think about people who have specialized degrees where you have to continue to check in and learn more here and there. Everything you have to keep getting baptized, right? You have to because as society changes, as norms change, then what you have to do is show, hey, I accept. I accept. I will comply. I will say it. I will do it. We, it's constant. It's, it's continuing education. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a continuing, continuing form of indoctrination. Indoctrination. Exactly. You know, exactly. and, and I'm just I just want us to be thinking about this 
Anyway, again, no, Bob, Bob Fu, president mm-hmm. of China Aid, said this. For the first time since the Cultural Revolution of Chairman Mao in 1960, Chinese children are forced to renounce their faith in public by the Chinese Communist Party. Forced to renounce their faith in public. Now, our kids are not forced to renounce their faith, um, but they are pressured to make less of Jesus, are they not? I mean, mm-hmm. they, they are. Aren't they pressured to just sort of like, you know, he he needs to um, <laughs> to quote a brother who was once solid. He needs to play the background, you know, <laughs> um, and, mm-hmm. and we've kind of normalized that. We just we just are a little bit OK with that um, because we think that in order to achieve our goals and our aims, we have to we have to pass through this type of institution. So my question then is, mm-hmm. you know. Do we have a line? Do we do we have a while we look at what's going on in the political sphere and my goodness and look at the attempts to destroy and yeah. um just dismantle the church yeah. right like look at what's happening in the United States of America we never thought that that would have happened but the enemy you know having made his long march through all of the institutions now arrives at the door of the church mm. and you know the position of the, the the body of Christ, which is the church, should be that, no, <laughs> you know, we're not going to fold on what the scriptures have already told us. We're right. not going to fold on what God has already said. Right. And, you know, I, I want to say this, too. I, I think that one of the reasons that we continue to fold, whether or not it's in word or practice, is that we don't understand. We really don't understand what God uh, was doing in his establishing the church. And I, I've been thinking about this and I've been meditating on this and I, you know, and for some of us, you know, by way of the Holy spirit, we have this righteous indignation, even though we don't truly understand the depth and the riches of the wisdom of God, God displays his wisdom in the formation of the church. Mm. The scriptures tell us this actually. We're not left to just kind of make this up and go, oh, it's not like you're not having an epiphany. The Bible actually clearly lays out that there is a reason for the creation of the church. But when we stumble upon it, Mm -hmm. we kind of go, "Uh, you know, but but I'm protecting the four walls. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the church. That's not it. The church is the body. Amen. So if you have to see it in terms of four walls, Imagine your little four walls marching out of your house every single day. Mm. Imagine your little four walls going off to college. Imagine your four walls being subjected to media, social media, mass media. That's the church that you're supposed to be protecting, right? Those are, those are Hmm. your kids who as joyful as, as we want to be when they accept Christ, we're like, guess who prayed to invite Jesus into his heart. Guess who's getting baptized? Then okay, so now you it's 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 Tom Cruise. You better get on that zip line and like dun 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 protect them. Yeah. You better be on mission about it, right? Because now they have accepted Christ into their heart. That means they are a target of the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And so now the riches and the wisdom of God revealed in the church. Man. You know the apostle Paul. <laughs> okay. The apostle Paul in writing to the Ephesians, he says that in in the formation of the church, 
the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. The multifaceted wisdom of God is revealed in the creation of the church. Hmm. The body of Christ. All right. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio, will open the phone lines. Stay close. understand so much and and I'm not at all suggesting that you know but I didn't understand so much as a kid Uh, but I got to tell you I'm so grateful that when we left for school my mom who raised us I say by herself Mm -hmm. um, but my mom always corrects and she says no it's the Lord it's the Lord my dad left us um, and so I grew up in a fatherless home and by God's grace he had saved my mom and I'm so grateful man I'm so grateful because of the access that I had to the gospel because of my mom being saved. Mm -hmm. But when she would send us off to school in the morning, she would anoint our head with oil and pray for us before we went off to the bus stop. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and we didn't understand Mm -hmm. it as kids, you know, Mm -hmm. we really didn't. And it, you know, if I don't know if my mom's listening, it was, you know, it was, you know, you kind of wipe your head off after you're done because (laughs) you don't want a greasy forehead when you're walking down the street, going to the bus and ultimately at school. But I think about that and I think of symbolically what my mom was saying, you know, like, you know, (laughs) you are different and distinct. May the Lord go (laughs) with you. You know what I mean? You are different and distinct. May the Lord go with you. And I think of how much, you know, worse it is now in our school system. And, you know, it probably took that and more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know, I don't, you know. And so I think about where we might go in America, looking at this article, what is happening um, in, in China. Yeah. Um, to Christians and the school system, the government-run school system. And I just think that there are some things we need to pay attention to. I'm going to open the phone lines here, and while we get the calls queued up, I want to look at Ephesians and talk about, you know, if our children, um, man, if our children have the opportunity to come to know Christ, and if we say that our children know Christ, then what we are talking about is the body of Christ. Mm. We're talking about the body of Christ. Remember, the church is not a building. The church is not a building. Isn't it interesting that when, um, well, let me give the number. Okay. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. It's interesting that the illustration here of the church, which, you know, when Jesus talks about um, upon Peter's revelation, he's going to build his church and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that he's speaking to an audience that would have been more familiar with like a temple or a synagogue context. Right. But he doesn't say that. He says the church. Right. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that mm-hmm. Christ is going to build his church. And I was reading in Ephesians and I've just been studying this and pondering this. And and I want to read this and then we'll go to the phone lines here. Um the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians, he's talking about this, this mystery, this revelation that has been given to him. And he ultimately um, arrives at this mystery that is the church. Remember, we are the body of Christ. 
We are the church. And it's also in Ephesians where we're going to read about, you know, the husband and wife unit, right? This mm -hmm. picture of Christ and the church is so rich, so rich, right? So, so listen to this. So this is Ephesians chapter three, um, verse four. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. <laughs> oh man, thank God. Members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. He continues of this gospel. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power to me, though I am the very least of all the saints. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone. What is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God hmm. who created all things? Verse 10. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Man, when I think about that, I think the formation of this body of Christ that we so often take for granted when people say I'm a believer. Now they've come into the body of Christ. We take this for granted. We don't understand that the manifold multifaceted wisdom of God is revealed in the creation of this body, the church, mm. right? Over which Christ presides. Christ is the head of the church. And so I'm thinking about this in, in terms of, you know, how we look at our children. If they're saved, if we're praying for their salvation, right? What are the measures that we must take to protect them as we see the culture continuing to decline what are the things that we have to do? And as we look at China, we look at Christians who are suffering immense persecution in China. I think the question is, where might we go? And do we have a line? Mm -hmm. Do we have a line where we're like, mm, if that, then this? Yeah. And look, I would, I would have to think that uh, listeners who are listening to this particular show and shows like this that we've done before, you know, as we present, you know, uh, basically this warning or just kind of showing what seems to be on the horizon I would have to uh, imagine that the question is, what do I do? Yeah. You know, yeah. like now, like, so, man, I hear this, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I see the connections and all of this. What do I do? And what, what are some of those things that you think we should start off doing, mm -hmm. you know, when we hear information like this? So I will tell you, um, because we had our kids in public school, the oldest oldest two. Mm -hmm. um, and we were constantly not only hearing this information and covering this information, right? Like yeah. we were presenting yeah. the information we and we were hearing the information. Yeah. Um, I remember a couple of times we interviewed people. There was one guy we interviewed who was like, um, I think he's the president of the homeschooling Institute or something. I don't know. We interviewed because we were always wanting to get information out to people, you know? Right. And there was just, there just came this point where you continue to hear this information and then you have these experiences with your kids that they are experiencing and you're like okay I can't I really cannot ignore this mm -hmm. you know so the first thing that we began to do is pray Lord mm -hmm. what what do you want us to do Lord I you know God I mean what what is it that you want us to do we believe that you've called us to this but if you want us to do this then this has to and all of these things and you know the Holy Spirit man the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us it's not for no reason that he lives inside of us, that he Amen. indwells us, right? On an ongoing day-to-day -day basis, the Holy Spirit equips us to live for the glory of God. Amen. And so the Lord begins to lead 
and what you're to do. And so I don't want to dismiss that by just yes. immediately starting to a first list of steps. Right. Right. right? It's, it's <laughs> should we eat this meat? Right? I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> we don't just want a list of steps. The first thing that we need to do is seek the Lord. Lord, lead me in how to do. And the Holy Spirit will lead you in how to do. And let me tell you something. As you read the word of God, as we have our petitions and our requests before God, mm-hmm. things begin to come into fruition. Things begin to make sense as you're reading the word of God and the Lord begins to prompt your heart. And then sometimes, even as the Lord is prompting your heart, he will send you other people. There will be people who will come in your path and they will say, hey, listen, you know, we decided we're doing this. And, and we heard about this this day school. We heard about this um, opportunity at a local church where this is what they're doing. These these parents are doing this with their kids. And I'm only throwing this out so that you would begin to pray. Yeah. They begin to think about what yeah. is happening. We can't look. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many elections we win. Mm. Our culture is in that little swirl right before it goes down the toilet. Mm. That's what's happening right now. Our our culture is in that swirl. And, you know, it starts slow, but then right before it's and it's that's it. And how did we get here? Because our children are now our enemies. Hmm. Our children, our children have rejected what we've taught them. And how do how do we get here? By thinking that it's only political. No, what we see happening in the political sphere is very much so downstream from culture. And how has the culture changed? Because our families have changed. And why have our families changed? Because we've moved away from the standard that God set for us. Amen. So if, if, we're, if we're trying to, and this, that's my cry. Like, how do, we, how do we get it back? Because people are like, man, I want to save my country. Okay, yes. And you will do that by extension if you try and save your kids. <laughs> and I don't mean that in the eternal sense. You right, can't do that. Right. That is the work of Jesus right. Christ. But I mean salvage, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what I meant when I said save the country. You mean you want to salvage the country, right? Salvation, as we understand it, is the work of Jesus Christ. We cannot ignore where we are and what's been going on, the slow decline, which is now kind of ramping up. Um, so my first, I, I would, my first encouragement is to pray and then to listen. And I, I'll leave it at that. And, and we'll continue to unpack this over the course of 2021 because this is something that doesn't go away. That's right. All right. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Donna in Mississippi. Hi, Donna. Hi. I just love your show. I just Thank you. love it. I can't watch it all, the, listen to it all the time. But when I do, every time I listen to it, I get something um, monumental, really. Oh. Glory to God. So thank you. And uh, I would like to tell you about uh, my failure as a uh, Christian. Uh, I have been a Christian since I was 12, and yet I have never, I never read the Bible all the way through consecutively until I got my tablet, and that was in 2011. Hmm. And and with my tablet, I ordered uh, the new King, King James Version Mm-hmm. Uh, of the Bible. It's a daily Bible, and it's got it all printed out for me, and uh, it's on my ken- Kindle. Oh, I shouldn't have said Kindle, should I? Should, I'll have to try to say tablet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so anyway, they're not writing us any checks. <laughs> I beg your pardon? No, it, it's okay, Donna. You go ahead. Continue your point. Okay. All right. Like, I'm looking at the table of contents of this King James Daily Bible. It says daily, ri- daily reading schedule. Then it says, gives the months, and, and so I'm in February right now. So all I do is touch February, mm-hmm. and I go to February 4th, because that's where I am. 
and because I was behind last year. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just, so you're I'm ahead. Still behind. But say so you can be behind, and all you have to remember is what day you're on. That's uh, so but neat. You can mark it, even if you don't know what day you're on. You can mark it when you finish reading. You outline it in a color, and uh, you know several colors: pink, blue, etc. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so and you can mark the month you're in. The month you're in, and you can go ahead and mark the month and the day. Awesome. And and if you don't finish one in 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 this uh, reading, you have uh, uh, the Old Testament. You have a reading from the Old Testament. You have Psalms, a reading from Psalms, yeah. a reading from Proverbs, and a reading from the New Testament. And so, all you if you don't get uh, even a one day's thing, or you're interrupted or something, you just mm-hmm. you know uh, outline it with the color, mm-hmm. and then that's where you start the next time. Yeah, no, Donna, I love it. And and I will tell you, um, version the app, I think so many people have it on their phone now. And I would just say if if you are if our listeners are not familiar with it, um, exactly what you're describing can be done with the version app. There are all sorts of Bible reading programs that you can download and even get reminders every day to read. Like it's you set the time, you can decide when you want to be reminded. And you can read through the scriptures. So it's really a good thing that Donna's talking about. Yeah. My joke was when she mentioned, you know, <laughs> the type of reader, I said, they're not writing any checks, meaning they're not sponsoring the show. Right. Um, you know, holla at your girl. If you, <clears throat> <clears throat> where do we go next? Will the Green? Let's go to Arkansas. Um, says an anonymous caller, but it's not. Go ahead. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Yes. And I just want to say real quick, I've been listening to you and your wife for many years um afr fam but i wanted to point out that you have grandparents out here raising grandchildren and i don't hear much not that um you mean to do it but i noticed that you have beautiful children you homeschool them what do you have to say Mm -hmm. your show is beautiful it gives me hope because i am from a fatherless home my daughter from a fatherless home now I'm raising two grandchildren, mm. no father figure, and you speak to me on a, a level that nobody understands. And if it wasn't for shows like this, uh, I'm sorry, I tried to prepare myself for this. I'm shocked mm. that I got through. I even live in a rural area where I can't get cell phone service, so it's a miracle of God that I even got through. But what do you say to the single grandparents raising their grandchildren? I've got a three- and five-year-old that Mm. I treasure with all my heart, and I am scared to death to send out in the world. And I I work full-time. I have no help. I consider myself a strong faith of God woman. Mm -hmm. But it is, I'm not going to lie, it's very challenging Mm -hmm. what's going on in our country, and I I hear your show and you give me hope and I want to, I wanted to call to hope in the hopes to give other grandparents raising grandchildren. Cause I know there's millions of us mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. don't have the guts to call. And it's like, Oh my gosh, just what would you say to them as far as I know, keep praying, keep reading in the word, but it is so hard to let your children go out in the world. And I know how it was when I raised my daughter, and that was Mm -hmm. 10 years ago when she went through school. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And now I'm looking at two little ones. Yeah. Well, let us answer answer that. Let me me just say, because we're going to run out of time here. Man, I just hear your heart, and I appreciate it so much. But let me say this. We touch on a regular basis, and I try to make sure that we mention 
grandparents when we talk because we do not believe that at a certain age or point in the rearing of your children that as Christians, we retire. We just give up and stop at life. We believe that we are called to continue on for the glory of God until he calls us home or until Christ returns, right? And so what you're doing is glorifying God in your caring for your grandkids. Now, we're running out of time, and I'm getting time cues from Will the Great, so I cannot go (laughs) into the amount of detail that I would like to, but maybe I'll start with a response tomorrow. Um, Okay, until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.